You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With the pump fake and a one dribble inside to the long two, and he makes it. That's been his game his whole career. But look at him smiling. We go my back. Another episode of The Long Two. I am Pete Rogers. He is Natty Wallach. And we are a Carmelo Stanthony podcast. We sure Fanboy- are. Fanboys of the should be playing playoff games, Phoenix Suns. Uh, and occasionally true, fantasy too. basketball. Natty, how are you doing today? Dude, the Suns should be playing even harder <laughs> because Brooklyn Joe it had to leave the bubble. So Dude, like this- I mean, we don't need to. We don't need to start yet another show complaining about the NBA's horrible seating and why both the Nets and the Magic are in the playoffs and the Suns aren't. But, uh, my man, like I know you've been thinking to. every minute of that game. Like, what if this was the Suns? Oh my God! You know? the Suns, like the best team in the bubble. I literally think that could be like one of the best playoff series in recent oh memory. God. Oh my God! It's just. <laughs> It's just so upsetting. It's so upsetting that we are going to just basically now watch the corpse of the Nets flail about for another three games instead of watching, you know, Devin Booker Dude, just train threes. If you put the Suns in where the Nets are, that series is incredible. It's actually oh, yeah. really incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but, you know, the Nets, awesome. like when you start listing who isn't playing for the Nets, like even not just KD and Kyrie. But like Torian Prince isn't there, you know. Yeah, no and, one's there. Well, Lavert is there and Jared Allen. No one is there, Natty. No, if you've been a <laughs> Nets fan since the apocalypse, since the trade, like you, you love Jared. Actually, everyone in Brooklyn should love. Everyone Jared loves Jared Allen. Allen. He's amazing with kids. Like he wants to be there. Uh, he also seems to improve with every single game. Um, love his haircut. And, you know, beard action going on in this bubble. But it's, yeah, the Nets seem like they're they're playing really hard, though. Like, they just don't have the talent. Good for them. What a nice consolation. Yo, not every team is playing hard. I mean, we're two games in, but not every team is playing hard. Well, we can make sweeping decisions from here. There you go. Yeah. The Nets will win. All right. The Nets are all in. Go blue, Uh, Carousel Vert. Yeah, well, so obviously we are what for the most part two games into round one at the time of yeah. this recording. Uh, there are two and games left tonight, I believe. Be- beautiful. There you go. And uh, things, it's. I mean, we 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 talked about this two weeks ago when we did the show before the you know as we were setting our perfect rankings and all of that heading into the playoffs. Mm, it's been a not me. very exciting playoffs. Let's let the record show there have been some pretty nice surprises. Uh, to, to kind of open up round one. And so we're going to touch on some of those, uh, some of the players, some of the teams, just basically all of the kind of the goodness, the surprises that have, have emerged in Orlando. Uh, and I want to start us off, Natty, because it's not a surprise because he was the MVP of the bubble, which also I did not know was a thing. Didn't know that the NBA was heading out like MVP awards to the bubble. But hey, we're going to, I'm cool with it. Adding more <clears throat> trophies to Dame Lillard's trophy case. But this Lakers Trailblazer series is has all of the makings for just a seven game series of pure and utter delight. I think that what the Blazers have, I mean, we saw the Blazers playing exceptionally well heading into the playoffs. And obviously that play in game was huge. And I and I watched that game and god damn, they looked good. And the Grizzlies, you know, snuck back in there occasionally. Uh, but but they ultimately held them off. The Blazers then took game one against the Lakers with a big performance. And Danny Green was not looking so hot uh, during that game. But this Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum, Nurkic, uh, and our boy Carmelo Anthony, like this Trailblazers team is here. And I 
honestly think that people maybe are like, okay, you, you get game one. I don't think this is a Bucks magic situation where Bucks, you know, the magic took game one. I know we're going to touch on them a little bit later in the show because also, you know, the magic taking any game against the Bucks is a surprise, but I think a lot of people are anticipating the Bucks now just like steamrolling the magic. I don't think that happens here. Like, would you be surprised if the trailblazers kept riding this, you know, momentum and, and won again tonight? The Blazers have been playing like it's game seven for weeks. The Lakers haven't been trying at all for weeks. The Lakers do not have their full complement of starting players. The Blazers do. The Blazers got a little bit lucky with the COVID pause because they got their front court back, even though Zach is now injured. The Lakers shot poorly, and so did the Blazers, really. Like, a bunch of the upset games, like, no one really shot poorly. It was just right. sort of volume and then lucky stuff. Right. But with the with the Lakers, they had the second most free throw attempts per game over the first two games, with the second worst free throw percentage. They went 20 for 31 from the line in the first game. They lost by seven. That's why the Lakers will lose. Like, if you're going to make a devil's advocate for Portland winning, it's because the Lakers, it doesn't have anything to do with their guards. They don't make it from the line. And the fact of the matter is that if Danny Green isn't going to be Toronto-San Antonio Danny Green, then it's going to be extremely difficult for LeBron and AD without Avery Bradley, the other best perimeter defender that the Lakers had this year, to win. Just because they don't have enough defense, even though they were a good defensive team, and there are, like, Kuzma's trying his hardest. He's doing really well. He should be starting. They, They need... Danny Green to sink shots like they just do if you can't do that then like he's not their third best player but he's their third most important you know what I mean yeah oh totally totally and I think that the thing that's like what makes this series so enjoyable for me uh is the fact that like you they need the Lakers need Danny Green to be good in order for them to outlast this trailblazers team that is just playing with house money and just everyone's on fire and that to me is like that is so danny green's probably going to eventually have a couple good games he'll probably eventually get it together maybe Not they would yeah totally maybe they break in case of an emergency and Dion waiters is, <laughs> and uh and jr smith are suddenly playing valuable minutes who knows uh, Dude, but even if that happens, like J.R. Smith has played, but like you're relying, you're relying on you doing. need Danny Green to be he, good a in order to pull NBA champion, incredible. That's fair. That's fair. It's just, sinking shot. Like yeah, you need a the three and D guy. You need a third guy. They the Lakers need a third guy. Meanwhile, the Blazers, like everyone on the Blazers, is just firing yeah. and it's awesome yeah. and i am so here for it i mean i just the the dame lillard thing i feel like this is this is the moment where damian lillard i feel like now that the the playoffs are basically all the sports that are on baseball is whatever if you want to watch baseball go ahead but yo how dare you the tigers are almost 500 and we just brought <laughs> up casey mize who do you think you are you live Sorry. in Ann Arbor. How dare Sorry. you? Sorry. You know, when the Red Sox are whatever, just the bottom of the AL East, I uh, tell Oh, to shit. Just tune Did out. you trade Mookie Betts? Are you I, bad oh, now? That's oh, weird. God, the That's worst. so weird. Fuck you, John Henry. Can't pay the best young prospect player to come up in your system in fucking forever who's a Dude, perennial Cleveland all Cleveland is going to do the same thing. They'll trade Lindor. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. come on. It's stupid. Anyways, uh, I got on a Boston rant and now I f- forgot where I was going with this. Uh, Cursed franchises, people you oh, should no, root for. No, <laughs> the fact that the fact that Damian Lillard goes from like yes. small market Portland to playing at his balls on the line for the whole bubble to the and everyone's like bubble bubble Dame is like 
fucking incredible. Logo Dame is fucking incredible. And now he is, the stage is set for him to basically be this one-man wrecking crew against this Lakers team that LeBron and AD are there, and they're, you know, they're playing as well as they can. But as crazy as it is to say this, like they need someone else. They need one more person, whether that's Kuzma, whether that's Green, whether that's, you know, I mean, I think it'll change from game to game. They need a a guard. So this reminds me of like when Neutral Milk Hotel just like suddenly blew up. (laughs) And it's because no one else, there there wasn't an analog. There is no mirror image. There is nothing you can do. This is unique. If the Lakers don't have their guards, then they can't fucking guard Damon CJ. Like that's just sort of common sense. Rondo coming back will be important, but Avery Bradley is a huge loss. It's a huge, huge huge loss loss because now it like the tandem of him and Danny's perimeter defense was actually going to be super sick and nice. Well, and, and, and Bradley, like Bradley Caruso can't do that. Right. You know, and Bradley was the kind of, was like, uh, you, he was the perfect, with with everyone on the Lakers and everyone playing, you know, five, like Bradley was the perfect guy who you could be like, "Hey, Brad, like, expend all your energy on defense. Don't worry oh, about Avery, offense. Don't shoot at all. Yeah, right. If we you don't find need the ball you to in do your hands. Give it anything to on offense. Pass the ball. <laughs> get the ball out of your hands. All we want you on the court to do is just sh- make Dane Lillard's life as hard as possible. And, yeah, and that's if, and if that's you take more job. than four shots a game, you're fine. <laughs> you're 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 off the court. Um, but yeah, so I am just, and of course, I mean, the whole, this whole narrative is probably going to change by the time you listen to this, if the trailblaze, you know, if the Lakers come back and LeBron and AD play out of their mind and, you know, the Lakers, it's a 1-1 series and all the momentum's back in LA, uh, but. I don't know. Okay, let, let, let's think about that, though. Let's say that LBJ and AD do really great, but they still don't have defense against the backcourt for Portland. Do you think that, LA will still win. It would take it would take like AD and LeBron would both have to score like 35. 30 yeah. yeah. Right. And you know And the other thing too is, is if you're Lakers also AD can't fade down the I, I, like yeah. whatever but. but can we also talk about this is the this would be the worst case if this is if in game two of round one you need anthony davis and lebron james to play 45 minutes and put up 35 like you need them to ball out game two of round one that's not a great sign for the lakers moving forward for the rest of the playoffs if you were like this early needing lebron especially 35 years old to be like Turn it on, buddy. You you gotta go like balls to the wall. We need you, whatever. Oh, you know, Cleveland series. I agree, but I also sort of understand the counterpoint, which is that this playoffs is so weird. True. That the variance like one of the things I asked you in our Slack was, okay, what do you think about brackets without the Lakers, Clippers, or Bucks advancing? And it's just sort of hard to imagine that, even though I do think it's a possibility because of how weird this is. But basketball usually reminds you that you should trust talent and experience. Like LeBron's been in bad situations. Totally. He's been in situations where he's definitely going to lose and he still didn't think they were going to lose. Um, There's a reason to be hopeful for LA because like they didn't try during the bubble. And so this was their real first game back and they didn't have their backcourt. And you would assume that Danny green will do better. Yeah, that's a fair assumption. Kuzma's doing as much as he can. I love Kyle Kuzma. He's a Flint, Michigan guy. I wish he was on the Pistons. I love him forever. Uh, the fact of the matter is that AD, Blake Griffin the in a first-round pick. Sure. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> like, yo, you can have my left hand. I don't give a fuck. Bring him bone. <laughs> the problem is AD. Yeah. Like, LeBron had in historic line they still lost ad needs to be the dude that everyone keeps hoping ad is going to be 
but we've been saying that for five years. We've been saying that for longer than that, actually. And that's the problem with AD. Are you going to be that guy or not? Because if you're not, like if the Lakers go out, it's it's the Browns' fault, I think. Like it's not going to be because LeBron failed. It's Maybe it'll be. be because Danny Green failed, but like he's not the second best guy on your team. You need the other dude. Yeah. It would it would be it would make for a very exciting offseason if the Lakers got knocked out in the first round. Dude, why does AD not get like you're taking the ball outside? Like what's wrong with you? What are you doing? Yeah. Like go in. Also I'm make sure your free throws. Also make your like free that's throws. really fun. But that's bothered me with every LeBron team since he came to the league. It's yeah, it's LeBron so, shot shot fifty seven percent from from the line in game one. It, it's <laughs> Like, we always gave Shaq shit for that. We yeah. do not give LeBron shit for that. And That's they lose point. games because of it. It's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, what surprised you out of round one so far? Okay, so I want to talk about something that I was totally wrong about. Mm, okay, okay. Utah-Denver. Oh, yeah. Uh, Denver? We could talk a little Don Mitch. Like... Okay, so Donovan Mitchell, his stats haven't changed that much since he came into the league. It's just that he's taking a few more shots and his efficiency has gone up a little bit. He's going to the line. But it's also, I think, apparent that Utah had too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm. Like, now that Boyan is gone... So you're saying the thing that you were harking on and harping on the entire time leading up to the playoffs about Boan being gone and you being like, no, yeah. no, 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 don't trust yep. it. The Jazz are fucked. You're now like, this is yep. actually the best thing that could have happened for them because now Don Mitch is going to average 30 a game. He looks fantastic. So good. Devil's advocate, the Nuggets look shitty. They look stupid. They look terrible. They look awful. Like yeah, this they- is... I don't care that Don Mitch is doing well. Denver shouldn't look this bad. They should not look this bad. And, like, not having Will Barton and Gary Harris, that sucks. You have other dudes. Like, I mean, Michael Jamal Porter's Murray been balling. And Jamal Murray. Not Jamal on defense. Murray not on defense. No. And Paul Millsap has been a big fucking anchor. Like, yeah, they can do, like, one thing well at a time is what it looks like. Whereas Utah is actually like Don Mitch and Gobert are like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. All the rest of you, this is our team. Hello. And Jordan Clarkson, who's, I mean, he's sort of been a microwave scorer. Like if you can keep this up, that's pretty nice off the bench. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it just makes sense because you can have angles just chilling on the perimeter for outlet sh- uh, shots and dude, fake team's favorite, Joe, like teams, a facilitator, yep. like a tall, yep. d- yeah, yeah, yeah. Talks shit. No, you're He's totally tall, right. Yeah. This series, this series, we went into this series being like, this is the nuggets in four, basically like the jazz. What are we going to do here? Blah, 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 blah. I was, especially even after game one with the nuggets winning, I thought for sure, like Don put over forward, whatever, like 50 plus points and they took yeah. it to overtime. And then Jamal Murray was able to, you know, win it for the nuggets. And I was like, yeah, okay, Don that's Mitch it. Had like the third that's- most points for a playoff game. Right. And I was like, that's it. That's the nail in the coffin, right? Like this is, this is Don Mitch doing historic crap the jazz still losing overtime. Like, you know, it's done, but then game two comes along. Donovan Mitchell still looking just as feisty as ever. And Rudy Gobert now gets involved and you get the jazz big old win 20, 20 point win. Yeah. This might be, this might be a lot. Again, I wonder if it's something where like similarly to the Lakers where these top seeds are going to need a little bit of time if they kind of took it easy or took it slow, they're going to need a little time to kind of have things click back into gear against these teams that, I mean, had a couple of success things. And it's just, you know, it's just another point for why the eight and oh <laughs> Phoenix Suns should be in the playoffs. Right. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, so, but this is, this is suddenly I, this playoff series has gone from in my book, like nuggets are coming out of here, maybe in five games, but four most likely two. I mean, the Jazz could could take this. They could upset the Nuggets. 
they look like the better team. Yeah. I was so wrong about this series. But if this is Don Mitch's coming out, if this really shows like, yo, you don't need these other guys. Like mm-hmm. you should have assumed I was the A plus offense and combined with Gobert's A plus defense, that's what you should have been planning around. Like because Utah sort of hedged. They always hedge. So does right. Indiana. They don't go all in for things. Uh, they like to keep their draft picks. If this is addition by subtraction, then Utah is the better team. Because plus, plus Denver got- doesn't have the perimeter defense. Yeah. Even though we love Jeremy Grant, like he can't be everywhere. And they're right. not starting him. Like, yeah, well, maybe that'll Millsap, change, but And that- Jamal Murray is... Like the, that's what the series is. It's Jamal Murray versus Don Mitch. Whichever right. guard does super well in whichever game, I think that team will win. Yeah. And so far it's been uh, Don Mitch. Jokic has been a presence, but he hasn't really been significant. Jokic hasn't, if he hasn't seems, been, right. Like, he which is weird. He hasn't been his normal dominant self. But he's like there. He's all over. It's, I don't know. It's It's been sort of strange. Like, I wonder, like, Kevin Porter Jr., not Kevin Porter Jr., sorry, but uh, their, their offense looks good. It's just that their defense looks so atrocious, you yeah. know, and like not having Will Barton and Gary Harris there is a real fucking problem for them. Uh, like they can't, when they go to their bench, you're not bringing a dude off. Who's like, okay, right. Cool. I have this assignment, you know? Right. Uh, let's talk about the other most exciting. Uh, the West has got some good matchups. Uh, obviously we talked about that, but these series are playing out as such to being good. Luka Doncic. Kristaps Porzingis and the goddamn Dallas Mavericks are walking into uh, just this is this is a beautiful like emergence of all of these young stars, Natty, and I fucking love watching it. I am here for Luca just balling out, and for when Luca's sitting on the bench for you know whatever fifteen minutes because he's got five fouls, the Mavericks not missing a beat against the Clippers. And still being able to to build a lead and and hold a lead in game two, this is you know game one they eked it out the uh, Clippers won by eight and game two the Mavericks were up twenty one twenty seven one fourteen. Are you worried about the Clippers at all? Is this or is this just like the Mavericks are playing saucy? But eventually, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George will get their shit together, especially Paul George. Okay, before I answer that question, no, you I have to answer like it right now. To you're not the boss of me, even though technically <laughs> you are. I would just like to say that the eight no Suns that we both wanted to be in the playoffs over the Utah Jazz, I think. Like, if we had to pick in the West, we would have taken the Jazz out and put the Suns in. Um, they could have had Luca. Just oh imagine where the fuck. <laughs> they would be right now, Pete. Imagine where the fuck they would be. But getting to or the would next. it or would it be or would it be something where you know it would be Boyan like they had already and, won and the Mitch. championship. Like Adam Silver was like, we don't need a bubble. This no, no, no. Phoenix. Sorry, the it. Phoenix Suns. Yeah, Devin Booker and, and like Dante look at those guys. Are you out of your fucking mind? That's crazy. <laughs> okay, uh. Dallas had the number one. In NBA history, offensive rating during the regular season. What does that mean in context? What it means in context is that they weren't a top four seed. So does it really mean that much? They are showing in this weird playoff bubble that maybe offense is more important than – or maybe good offense Mm -hmm. is more important than good defense right now, which is – the opposite of what the playoffs usually are. Usually you need a good defense. Um, Even the Warriors teams, they've had great defense. Like Clay Thompson is one of the best defenders in the league. Draymond, obviously. Right. Uh, 
So the Mavs are doing just enough to fuck with the Clippers. And the Clippers, when they lose Pat Bev, you see that they lose a lot. Like, again, it's guard defense. It's perimeter defense. It's people that can get up in your face. And the Clippers have two of the 15 best players in the league, but Paul George, his playoff experience is... Well, he just hasn't looked good. Right, but that's what we sort of always say, and then he, like, every four games, he has a great game. You're like, yeah, that's Paul George, the two-way player, and whatever. Like, they're the Clippers didn't have one of their best defenders. So who knows how this game goes if they had, but. Well, who uh, knows how game one would go if. Fucking right. If Kristaps hadn't been ejected. ejected. Yeah, totally. And if they hadn't committed, like Dallas doesn't turn the ball over. They turned the ball over 11 times in the first quarter, in the first yeah. game. They maybe should have won the first game. And so should've. that's indicative of their offensive potential but it doesn't really tell you what their defense it just means that they score enough to win you know in like weird situations i still don't think that they would have been a top four seed if the season had gone 82 games and nothing had been different you know like they're mm. they they don't have defense they really right. don't like Kristaps no. gets blocks but like they're not that's not but a good what defensive they, but team. But what, what, what they've shown is, and you said this at the top of things, where it's just like their offense has translated to the bubble and is playing super well and is playing and is so good that when even you Even without Luca and even without Kristaps. Which is also crazy. Like, that's terrifying. But, like, so that when you get moments like Kawhi Leonard and Paul George shooting under, like, 30% from three. Kawhi Leonard is shooting yeah. 23% from three to start that's, the playoffs. It's garbage. Yeah. And so when that happens, this offense is too good, regardless of how good your defense is. It's too good. You like, you can't overcome that. You can't, you need to be able to be put points on the board because you're not going to stop this offense long enough or well enough to keep them under, you know, a hundred points. And so if you can't score a hundred or if you, you, you can't outrace the Mavericks, then you're going to lose. And so it's this, I think this, I think you're right that obviously guard play is important, but this comes down to like Kawhi Leonard, Paul George being like, we will not let the, the Clippers lose. And we talked a little bit about that with the Lakers, but I think the Lakers, it's more of like LeBron's 35 AD is like, we have yet to see AD truly be the playoff AD that we want him to be in his career. Like he's never really done that. Uh, and so they're going to need a third person to step up. The Clippers, Kawhi Leonard carried, well, maybe carried his stretch, was a large factor in the Raptors championship run uh, last year. Like he has been here. He has done this. Lou Williams is phenomenal veteran off the bat. Like this team is built for a championship. And if they are built for a championship, they need to get their shit together ASAP because otherwise like Luca and Kristaps aren't slowing down. And that's so awesome because damn it. I would love to see an upset here. I would love to see Kristaps and Luca keep going. I think the difference between the teams that are doing well and the teams that aren't is sort of like the NFL, like teams that try hard in the, latter half of the season and then go on runs and are ready for the playoffs mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like tend to stay within rhythm like they know like the teams that played hard when they didn't need to tend to do well if you, take you can off, look no further than the 2007 fucking uh new york giants dude yeah you go on an eight week run right and it's yep. like we don't care about what happened in the first half of the season yep. we're the team that we are now yeah. And the reason the Raptors look so fucking good, it's not just because it's against Brooklyn. It's because they've been playing like all of these seeding games have been playoff games. The Bucks, the Clippers, and the Lakers have not. Yep. I think that's why those teams didn't look what good in the first game. But like, I still believe in the talent of all of those oh, players. Yes. Yes. I just sort of feel like, Oh man, if you're going to take two weeks off and like just sort of half play, then yeah, there's a big fucking chance you get socked in the mouth. 
Right. Because everybody else is playing hard. No one's playing harder than Portland. And like a little bit of this has to come down to coaching. Like Vogel, Jason Kidd, and there's somebody else there in that triumvirate of coaches for the LA Lakers. Like even when they hired Vogel, it seemed like they immediately had Jason Kidd to maybe supplant him. So like Mm. the coaching might be a little bit weird. Um, a lot of this comes down to can AD be consistent enough or have enough games to be good where he rises to LeBron's level. We've seen Kevin Love, Kyrie, and Bosch, and a bunch of other players, like Dwayne Wade is the same level as LeBron, I think, when they played together. Um, but like lesser players have risen to the level of LeBron in the playoffs and they've had really big games, but they've also had duds, mm-hmm. you know, like they've all had duds and LeBron always played well in them. So I don't want to go crazy. Like, do I really think LeBron is going to lose the Portland trailblazers? No. Maybe. The reason I say that is because like most of the time I see LeBron, he doesn't lose in the playoffs. That's the only reason I'm saying it. Like, if AD plays to his potential, I do feel like the two of them can beat the two all-stars on yeah. the Blazers. But yeah. if the Blazers have a complete team and Slim Mello, who just looks great, he looks just looks great. And looks so happy yeah. to be there. Looks yes, so dude. happy to be there, man. Totally. That whole team. like, And that's just... I, that's just the kind of shit that I love. It's just makes for good entertaining sports in general, but basketball in particular, man, like that. And that's just one of the reasons why this trailblazers team, I'm I can't get enough of them. I can't get enough of this trailblazers team because they are all just fucking stoked to be there. And they're playing like great basketball. Dame Lillard is cementing himself as a top 10, like a top 10 player in the league. He shoots like Steph. His defense isn't where Steph's best defense can be. Like when Steph's on good defense, he's pretty fucking incredible. But yo, CJ has a broken back, you know, and like Zach yeah. Collins is injured, and Mario Hazonia gets way more play. Like Mario Hazonia is the most pivotal player in the playoffs. It. Love every it. Every single person who watches basketball is like, why the fuck is that guy out there? <laughs> and then he'll take a three. And he'll make like, it, okay. and then you're like, cool. So you get to be awful for the next seven minutes. The Blazers should lose this round. But that depends on whether L.A. can actually do what they're good at. If A.D. is going to take advantage of his size and athleticism, then the Lakers won't win. But that's crazy to think. It's crazy to think. Uh, you got any surprises in the East? Because I feel like we can talk a little bit of Bucks, uh, Bucks magic game. One was a surprise. I mean, we didn't mention Boban, but he's, I mean, he's we, a part we, of that Mavericks love, love. Yeah. I mean, I love him not only because he got boards, but also just because did you see the interview that he did? Afterwards? Oh yeah. The heart. Uh, yeah. With his seven he's just, feet long. He's just Jesus. the best. His parents are both five, three or five, four, which is just like, how does that happen? Him and Toby. I just love those two. Yeah, anyway. him and Toby. Uh, oh, it's okay. They'll Milwaukee, both be bumped in the first round, and they can hang out in Disney for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, that's weird. Like, are will the NBA allow some players to stay if they get can eliminated? they then populate the fake crowd? Yeah, just hang out, you know? Like, whatever. Yeah. I just want to Fucking it's Disney here. World. Right. What, what do I have to do? All right, we have lots more to talk about, uh, but we before we get to all that, we are going to take a quick ad break. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. 
When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, I sort of feel the same way about the Milwaukee series that I feel about the Lakers, which is that like Orlando didn't really shoot that well. Neither did the Blazers. Like shooting didn't really kill those the Lakers and the Bucks in the first game. Uh, they just didn't play well anywhere. And the other teams did. But that's like, you know, they're fighters chance you get game one so i i still feel like milwaukee and the lakers will win their series i don't believe in orlando at fucking all nikola vucevic is a good player though and if you can draw brooke lopez out if you can draw out the bigs from milwaukee you do have a puncher's chance but Giannis and Chris Middleton are players that are above the fold of most other players. Both of those guys are top 20 players. Chris Middleton, okay, maybe Chris Middleton is top 25, but like he knows what he's doing and he knows how to play. I think some of this comes down to coaching, not that impressed with Bud, Mm -hmm. uh, but also like if Giannis loses, if a Giannis team loses to an eight seed, I don't care what the asterisk is then the whole team should change and Giannis is gone no i think you yeah. should keep yeah, there's zero percent way zero percent chance Giannis is staying okay so i thought about this though like where would you want to go where Giannis could be Giannis? uh get rid of jimmy buckets and go to miami and play with uh bam but jimmy the whole reason that he played that way is because of jimmy yeah. Like you want to play with Jimmy, but you want to play with Giannis more. Mm, does Giannis make other players Trade. better because of how weird he is? Because he's the freak, or Trade, does he make uh, players better because of he's willing to kick their ass? Ben Simmons for Giannis, and everybody else on Philly stays the same. I still don't think they have enough shooting. Uh, Marcus Smart for Giannis. No, I would never make that trade. That's a stupid trade. It's uh, like obviously, it's not a stupid trade when you can get Giannis back. No, it's like a every trade. trade where you Marcus can get Smart Giannis. is better than Giannis. Get out of here. I, you know that a certain part of my heart believes that. You know that, and <laughs> no, that's. But I, sorry, I took it. I'm. I was making making a joke out of it. But you, where would you think that he would go? Like, so you said you thought about this. Okay, so. The the real question, so I was talking with friends about this. Would you trade Giannis for Luca right now? Yeah, that pause yeah. is the answer. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter yes or no. It's the yeah, pause yeah, yeah. that matters. And that is a real big fucking problem because Milwaukee might have a really good team and it might be a team that is a great regular season team, but it's not a team that works in the playoffs. Bledsoe's defense, maybe, like, they they made some moves a couple of years ago that we're, we were sort of skeptical of when they happened. Like, we thought they should have some more shooting. Uh, some of their young guards are doing well. Love Dante DiVincenzo. Yep. But, like, that's the sort of team that needs another closer chris middleton is not a closer would i trade chris middleton for jimmy butler yeah i think i would would i could i I offer you malcolm brogdon yeah see that's the thing but it's like there's they they made a decision right like they decided to keep rook lopez and they decided to pay chris middleton and they thought that they could replace brogdon with young talent they were right to a certain extent. I mean, they had a great, they were number one in the East, like Brogdon wasn't, but 
they they might have made they might have yeah they might have made a mistake i mean we talked about not losing brogdon when that happened but we also were like yeah but you sort of want to believe in like Giannis and chris middleton and he's a quiet all-star brooke was great they have some young talent if if the bucks whatever reason lost the series to uh to the magic and got bumped in round one or even in round two if the bucks don't make it into the eastern conference uh championship then i think the move is you go and aggressively get bradley beal i like that i think you You also fire bud yeah well yeah that's a given but i think you put all of your you put all the chips in chris middleton picks whatever it is you get you get a legit all-star who can shoot just who can fucking catch fire, shoot the lights out, and pair him with Giannis. And now you're going to have this inside outside game, which is going to terrify defenses and hopefully be able to kind of like make this offense not so one-dimensional. And that's the thing, is is that like the Bucks offense is really hard to stop. But if you can stop it, yeah, that it, it just falls apart. Yeah. Like there's nothing else, you know, it's, it's, right, Giannis totally. dri- it's Giannis driving and it's, it's kicking out. But if you, if he can't drive, if he can't get into the paint, this offense just doesn't exist. And so Dude. I think that's, that's something that they need to address. And they probably, I mean, it's probably not, unless that clicks on and Giannis just goes balls to the wall or this team or Chris Middleton plays like he's playing the Celtics every goddamn night uh, for the rest of the playoffs. Like, I don't know if, I don't know if the Buck if this is a championship Bucks team. So we started this part of the conversation with Luca for Giannis. Would you trade Tatum and Jalen for Giannis? Oh, this is, I wouldn't. I'm, I yeah, absolutely no. would not. Like I don't even think. Like I don't need to hesitate. No fucking way. They are so good. That Tatum. team looks Tatum. Tatum is, Tatum is back, baby. Tatum is fucking back. This is and this is yeah, the, this is the this is the, this is the playoff Celtics that we saw before fucking Kyrie or when Kyrie was injured. Then Kyrie came in and just thwarted yeah. everything. This looks like so. Boston and Toronto look fuck the Bucks. They they didn't look good. And if you're not going to come out trying hard, then you can go fuck yourself. Orlando got their win. They're in Orlando. Great. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Like Markel Fultz didn't even play. Like who cares? This is a dumb. I there's no reason to believe that the Orlando Magic are a real team. No, they, the they are not. Milwaukee Bucks have one of the five best players in the NBA right now. They will win the first round series. The more important stories are how good Boston and Toronto look. So good. Boston lost Gordon Hayward. Do you care? I, of course I care. Gordon Hayward. Do you? We, we've Do said this you? on this podcast. Gordon Hayward signed his contract on like an Indian burial ground. Like, good Lord, that man is yeah. cursed. Yeah, um, he went on top of Stephen King books. Like, <laughs> yeah. Wearing clown makeup. I obviously, I, I mean, he was looking better in the bubble. He is starting to finally be, he is starting to find a role in the Celtics team and thrive in that role. It's not the, you know, max contract all-star last season in Utah that we thought he was going to be because then he shattered his leg. So I obviously want him to be there, but you're right in that it's, kind of night it's it's a luxury that boston is currently operating with where when gordon hayward goes down they're like well now our team makes sense is that yeah is that as big of a blow as maybe you think it is and maybe it's not you can't get wally pipped when you have a fucking player option he'll be there next year (laughs) yeah i know but uh but when when tatum and brown are averaging you know 25 and 30 a game like and, and Kemba's playing well. This is, it's, I think you're right in saying that the East and I, and this is, I'll put on my doctor stethoscope here. Uh, nice. Good ref. Th- thanks. Thanks. This is, uh, the East is going to be, it's going to be Raptors Celtics playing for the, in the Eastern conference final. In my, in my opinion. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I forget. How does this work out? So we both love Miami too, though. 
Like oh, who plays? And is right. Who? What is this? What is this uh, bracket scenario? Yeah, NBA okay. playoff bracket. But like you, you think we would? Oh, here we go. You think we would uh, do these things? Yeah, but after the seeding games, I'm like totally discombobulated. Okay, so if the Celtics, who... Celtics play Raptors. Heat would play Bucks. Okay, so that's actually the opposite of what I want. I want. Yeah, I don't want that. Teams. I want Celtics and Raptors meeting in the finals. So it's gonna be Celtics Raptors yeah. in round in round two. So that's too bad. Um, don't love that. I'd but rather they is, were ECF, but yeah, totally. The the problem is that this is going to be also my worst yo, nightmare. Anti jinks. Uh, the fucking Sixers will probably win the next four games. Sorry. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get into that because. Okay. Yes. Let's get back this, to Boston. Uh, well, this Gordon is this Hayward, is just my this is my worst nightmare is, is that the Celtics are going to lose a tough game seven to the Raptors because Gordon Hayward is out. And the Bucks are just going to like struggle their way to the final, and the Raptors are just going to walk to the championship because okay, or to, real talk as a Boston sports fan. Yes. Do you think Gordon Hayward? Do you think his mustache lessens his play? Like, oh, do you see, think that if he had regular, I thought the, I thought the mustache was kind of helping, looking, dude, the with the five o'clock looking. shadow? No, you're absolutely wrong. Like it helped on the free throw line. He's a plus 90% free throw shooter. But uh, on the other hand, he keeps breaking both of it. Like eventually some dude's just going to run out on the court and like shotgun both of his kneecaps <laughs> up. That's how this God. is going. It's not, it's not going well. That's for sure. It's brutal. Like some ninja's going to come out with the sword. This sucks. I feel really bad for him. On the other hand, his money. And on the other, other hand, his mustache. Like fix that shit. And he, on the other, other hand, right. he is pretty certainly a trump supporter so don't love that i didn't know that but you know indiana whatever moving on moving Uh, on what about gordon hayward let's say that he didn't take his player option okay where would you like to see because i think we both like how he plays he's just very unlucky and Uh like the Celtics didn't know that they were going to get the tandem of Tatum and Jalen. They hoped they didn't realize it was going to happen so fast. Right. Out of their 17 fucking draft picks from Boston and everybody else, they were like, well, we hope we get two all-stars out of this. They didn't, they didn't know that they were going to get an MVP candidate and a guy that looks like he could be a defensive most Mm -hmm. player of the year. Like that tandem, I think I would take over I'm very excited. Some other, I'd take them over AD. I'm telling you that right now. Ooh. But that's two players. Sucks like, to suck, sort of Lakers fan. Am I right? Yeah, but that's an unfair comparison. Like obviously, no, no, no. But but we can compare the fact that they took Lonzo Ball ahead of Jason Tatum. So the Celtics also dodged a lot of bullets during this time. Like well, their draft picks didn't actually end up becoming that much. But, sorry, uh, Natty, you were on mute. Did you say something uh, right there? <laughs> but they look great. They look absolutely great. Their front court sucks. Like, even though Cantor like made some great plays, and we Cantor and Tice Lord. are fine, but really, Marcus and, Smart is the best. Their Mar- best center, right? Yeah, obviously, because <laughs> shit, we should have nice things, dude. I just the very idea that they're gonna pound Philadelphia into destroying that franchise for. It let me tell you guys me- something. If Philly breaks up this team, it'll be another seven years before you. It's look going like to okay. Player. Yeah. So before like, before we get into the final thing of of today's show, because you you sent this to me on Slack, and we have to touch on the <laughs> fact that you think Boston will lose to Philly. So I will give you your five <laughs> minutes to spiel on that shit. Before we do that, though, I want to bask in the glory of how intertwined the Celtic Sixers franchises are within the last, you know, five years. It's incestuous. Put, yeah. And Brooklyn in there too. Yeah. Put Brooklyn in there too. But, but, but these two teams and if Boston, if Boston sweeps them in this series and signals the, like the dismantling of this team, there has been so much that Boston has fucked Philly over for in this. They, you know, they traded down, they traded down to three with them so they could take Markel Fultz and then they get Jason Tatum. Beautiful move. Danny Age, working right. Magic. But on the other hand, Boston could have had Matisse. 
And they could have had Matisse Thibel, but they didn't. Okay. Yes. Matisse Thibel and, and Jason Tatum are on the same level of, of mistakes. Drafting. Imagine that long armed motherfucker on filthy. this goddamn fucking team. But it would just, it would fill me with so much joy to just watch this, this, the Celtics Lake, uh, the Celtics Sixers like rivalry that has been brewing and happening for the last five years with trades and player movements and all this shit culminating in Boston sweeping the Lakers, uh, the Sixers quietly in four games in the bubble and Ben Simmons and Joel Bede no longer being teammates because of it. Like the thing that. is that here Embiid is maybe the most talented player out of the players on Boston, or like has the highest ceiling if he was ever 100% healthy and 100% playing as hard as he possibly could on both sides of the court. He would be a better player than Tatum. But Boston traded down because they thought Tatum was a safer pick than Fultz, not because they thought he had a higher ceiling. They were like, we're willing to take the extra stuff you're willing to give us. Like, we think Fultz could be great. We Maybe we would have taken him. But, like, Philly's just had a lot of blanks and had a lot of misfires. And a lot of that has started from when the Colangelos were placed mm-hmm. in charge of that franchise. Right. The Colangelos were bad in Toronto. As soon as they left and Sai Ujiri came in, Toronto was pretty good. The Colangelos basically ruined the process. There's a world that exists wherein Embiid and Ben Simmons are gone from Philly for next regular season, and they start all over again. It's so expensive, that team. It's so poorly constructed. Jay Rich, who I really, really liked, he just didn't flower into the player that Philadelphia needed. They never had a second ball handler. They should have kept TJ McConnell, one of Embiid's friends. And they just look like a really, really bad failed experiment. But you can sort of see where they went wrong each and every time. Yeah, like everybody that has left their team has done well, you know. Yeah. Like Jimmy Butler, smart decision. <laughs> Get the fuck yeah. out of there. That was a good move by Jimmy Buckets. Uh, all right, Natty. Before we go, here's your time to make your pitch as to why the Sixers still have a chance to beat the Celtics. And I okay. quote: "Embiid has you right where he wants you." <laughs> Absolutely, and he does. Here's the thing. If Embiid and the Sixers played like everybody else except Brett Brown and his coaching staff want them to, and the players themselves, actually, then they should be able to beat Boston because nobody in Boston's front court can match up with Embiid. If Embiid wasn't catching passes 18 feet from the fucking buck, like if he was just low post, all the goddamn time, defense at 110%, and the rest of his dudes actually sinking shots and actually, you know, doing their fucking jobs, then Embiid would be the best player on the court. And I think you usually go with series for who has the best player. Tatum looks amazing. And him and Jalen together is absolutely sexual. I love that team. Are you really telling me that Ennis Cantor and the Williams brother, like they should beat and beat like Embiid Ennis just Cantor is about to lock Joel Embiid down. Dude, why does Embiid get the ball? Like he should be in the look. It's crazy that he's getting the ball so far out away from the, they should, the whole team should be around slow the pace. Don't let Boston run. Don't let them get into defense. Don't let Marcus Smart get in your head. Let Embiid score 50 points and try to get to the line 30 times. Like, they should be hoping for a sub-90 point game, and that's not how they've been playing. Like, I don't understand what the point of Josh Richardson and Tobias Harris, like how they're using their players in the fourth quarter is crazy. It's just crazy. Yeah. Well, but that was, I that do was th- a good okay, piece but, of fiction, Natty. Well no, done. All right, but doc, put Dr. Pete on. Put your stethoscope okay, on. stethoscope's back on. 
Okay, my opinion that Embiid's ceiling is higher than Tatum's. Do you agree with that or not? In this series, yes, simply because you're right. The Celtics have no one who could shut down a fully a fully formed Joel Embiid. So you do think that there's like a puncher, like a one in ten chance if Embiid, if if Philadelphia played the way that everybody's been wanting them to play for three years, you think that they could beat Boston? I think they could. They could have made it a series, but I just don't think that it can still be possible without Ben Simmons. Like even if Joel Embiid just plays like a fucking animal on fire and, and, and puts up, you know, 30 plus points and 20 boards a game and five blocks and is just like unstoppable in the paint. He's not coming out and guarding Tatum. He's not covering Jalen. Kemba Kemba is going to still be shooting threes off screens for days. So, so I mean, what they need, they need shooting. We've said, we have said this so many times that that is what they need. I feel like everyone's good. Everyone needs Bradley Beal. (laughs) That's what every single team needs. Yo, but Philadelphia also needs Jimmy Butler. They had him. They also need yep. JJ Ruddock. They had him. Like, well, and that and that's the thing is, is that like so many fucking players. Maybe have, maybe left. this whole process isn't the, like the fact that you've had all of the right players there and it just hasn't worked. We love not a great potential. sign, y'all. Like I've not love a great ben sign. Simmons. I love Ben Simmons. I think he needs his own team. Get him out of Philly. Get him onto a team. Like build a Giannis team around him. I think that's what he can be. He can be who, a Giannis light. Who do you think would be the best? Like under thirty or like under twenty six? Like running mate. Like let's not do Bradley Beal. Who would mm. be the best young player for Ben Simmons? Do you have someone in mind? I'm, tr- I'm trying to think, but. I mean, think, I think everyone would say Luca. I think everyone oh, would say Devin Booker. I'm trying to think of like, like, would he work well with AD? Ah, maybe not. No, because I think maybe you're going to run into the same Joel issue. Yeah. Like, you need you need a yeah. guy who is just like I think Devin Booker is the guy. That's I didn't want to say him because I feel like Devin. I don't know what Devin Booker Dude. could be without the ball in his hands, but. That is what you need. You need the, the guy who's playing next to Ben Simmons needs to be just like lights out from downtown. Like, here you go. Here you go. How do you like CJ McCollum mm. feels like sure. that perfect front of me. I mean, I think I was going to sure. say Dane. Victor but Oladipo. I think, I think, yes. Yes. Victor Oladipo, I think is perfect. That's exactly who you want. A guy who can get super hot, can run the offense, can do everything you want, but can also run off screens, move without the ball and be able to get lights out from downtown. Like that's just what you're going to need to do. Can handle the offense when you're sitting like that's like Aaron Gordon and Ben Simmons wouldn't work together because Aaron Gordon can't handle the ball. Like when Simmons, like you need a dude who can run your offense when Simmons is sitting, but also a guy where your defense isn't going to crater if he's not out there. Oladipo, Old Debo that is the perfect. Said, oh. That's the perfect one. Shit. Fuck. Also, it sucks that Sabonis isn't in that series. Yeah. Because that would be such a great stylistic contrast. Because like Miami's just hitting threes, and then Indiana would be like, no, we have two traditional front court players. Like we go slow. <laughs> <laughs> we don't pay anyone much. All right. Well, there you go. We uh we not only discussed some big surprise, but we finally we solved the Sixers and solved Ben Simmons and gave him now uh, probably a better career moving forward. So you're welcome. Wait, ben. did we mention every series? I think we did, right? Oh, wait. Uh, OKC Houston, the game tonight. What do you think, real quick? I think Houston comes away with it. I know you said OKC was was going to was going to do it, but. I think uh, Houston sinking shots like that's the difference. James Harden is uh, the rest is was helpful for him. Dude, James Harden went two for 11 from three tonight, five for 16 field goal percentage overall, but nine for nine from the line and they won. So if Houston's hitting their shots, it does. I, I mean, OKC just needs to take more threes, but whatever. That's that's an interesting series, too. Yeah. 
All right. Well, there you go. Make sure you subscribe to the Fake Teams podcast wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. That is how you'll find us. And not only how you'll get us along too, but also our fantasy football and fantasy baseball podcasts. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at the Long Two Podcast. Natty, talk to you next week. Have a good one. Be well, bud. Talk to you next week.